you're listening to the SSPX Podcast. We're happy to present another installment of True Heroes, stories of the lives of the saints delivered by Father Thomas Tam. Father has also put together a video of each of these episodes. You can see the video at sspxpodcast.com. Now, here's Father Tam. I cannot think on the one without quickly being encircled by the splendor of the three, nor can I discern the three without being straightaway carried back to the one. St. Gregory Nazianzen. Hello, my friends, and welcome to True Heroes. Today, we're going to consider the life of St. Gregory Nazianzen, whose life was dedicated to deepening his own knowledge of the faith and then spreading it to the rest of the world. Let us begin his story. The name Gregory comes from the Latin word Gregorius, which in turn came from the Greek Gregorios, meaning watchful and alert. St. Gregory was born in Cappadocia in the town of Nazianzum. I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. I'm trying, I really am. We w- he went to Athens in Greece and completed a course of studies in the sacred scriptures with his friend, St. Basil the Great. They both then retired to a monastery where they continued to study the scriptures for a few years, and later, because of their virtue and knowledge, were sent to preach the gospel. St. Gregory was made a bishop of his hometown and then sent to be bishop of Constantinople, which at that time was infected by a variety of heresies, but especially the Arian heresy. He won the whole city over to the Catholic faith, with the exception of a few. This, of course, greatly upset those few heretics left in the city who attempted to overthrow him by calumny, ridicule, and finally threats. They even sent one of their own to assassinate him, The young man who accepted the mission is said accepted it with great joy to know that he was going to kill this Orthodox bishop. But when he approached Gregory and saw him, he collapsed, just was weeping bitterly over what he was going to do. So he confessed what he was intending to do originally to St. Gregory. Gregory immediately forgave him and allowed him to join uh, the closest group of friends that he had. Before he resigned his post at Constantinople, the Emperor Theodosius I wanted to further unify the entire empire behind the Orthodox position and decided to convene a church council to resolve matters of faith and discipline. Gregory was of similar mind in wishing to unify Christianity. In the spring of 381, they convened the Second Ecumenical Council of Constantinople, which was attended by 150 Eastern bishops. After the death of the presiding bishop, Miletius of Antioch, Gregory was selected to lead the council. Hoping to reconcile the West with the East, he offered to recognize Paulinus as Patriarch of Antioch. However, there were some bishops that were missing initially from this council, and it was at this point that they arrived. They were bishops from Egypt and Macedonia. And once there, they refused to recognize Gregory's position as head of the Church of Constantinople, 
arguing that his transfer from the see of Sesima, which is where he was before, was canonically illegitimate. Gregory was physically exhausted and worried that he was losing the confidence of the bishops and the emperor. Rather than press his case and risk further division, he decided to resign his office, saying, quote, Let me be as the prophet Jonah. I was responsible for the storm, but I would sacrifice myself for the salvation of the ship. Seize me and throw me. I was not happy when I ascended the throne, and gladly would I descend it. He shocked the council with his surprise resignation and then delivered a dramatic speech to Theodosius, asking to be released from his offices. The emperor, moved by his words, applauded, commended his labor, and granted his resignation. Returning to his homeland of Cappadocia, Gregory once again resumed his position as Bishop of Nazianzus. He spent the next year combating the local Apollinarian heretics and struggling with periodic illness. He also began composing De Vita Sua, which was his autobiographical poem. By the end of 383, he found his health too feeble to cope with Episcopal duties and he established another bishop in his place and then withdrew into the solitude of Arianzum. After enjoying six peaceful years in retirement at his family estate, he died on January 25th in 390. From the life of St. Gregory, we see the joy one should have in learning of Christ and his church. Time for study was almost recreation to St. Gregory, whereas we flee it like it were some deadly disease. Let us rather embrace it and use it to draw closer to God. Thank you all so much for joining me. Tomorrow we will look briefly at the life of St. Antoninus, yet another Dominican saint of the 15th century. Until then, God bless you all, my friends. St. Gregory Nazianzen, pray for us.